Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I'm the host of the podcast Manifest Daily. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a new listener, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey, or hey boy, hey, thank you so much for tuning back into this podcast. And yeah, I'm excited for today's episode. So first of all, y'all, I'm gonna just put the disclaimer out there. I'm a little hot. I don't know. I think it's the lights. I got new filming lights and the lights are on right now. If you are listening to the audio version of this, I recently started doing like video versions of the podcast so that you guys could see me, see my facial interactions or facial expressions, interact with me via video format. So if you like always listen via audio, feel free to tune into the video podcast. Sometimes I will link it in the show notes. It's um, it's just on YouTube so you guys can watch it on there. But I have these new lights and y'all, I'm a little hot. Okay, I'm a little hot. So yeah, other disclaimer is that I have my notes on my phone today. So periodically, I will just be looking down at my phone just to kind of like grab some of the notes that I wrote down for this episode. And yeah, so this one is a little bit more informal. I feel like all of our episodes at this point are like super informal. I feel like this is just like a super chill podcast where y'all know, I'm gonna just tell it like it is, okay? Y'all done heard me cry a couple times on this podcast. Y'all done heard me, you know, break down, tell y'all just like very intimate details of my life. But for the sake of helping you guys along your journey, because I know a lot of y'all that listen and watch now the podcast, Um, You guys can definitely relate to a lot of the things that I talk about here, especially because you guys are going through similar seasons in your life. And so today I wanted to get really personal and talk to you guys about money. So on this podcast, we've talked about money a couple different times and I actually have an episode, I think it's called Broke Girl and it's about different ways to kind of create money in your life, manifest more abundance and just really talking about grounded ways to call in more money and more abundance in your life. Today is a little bit similar except today I really want to talk about my current financial situation and I guess some of the things that have been coming up for me recently and how I'm coping with those as as we would say struggles okay and I don't want to say struggles like permanent struggles because these are temporary struggles and I'm gonna get into that in a second so y'all y'all gonna hear tea okay y'all gonna hear tea but we're talking about money today okay baby we're talking about money we're talking about coin we're talking about getting in your bag okay and in order to set the scene I guess I'm looking at my notes real quick in order to set the scene I want to talk about what has led me to my current feelings in this particular season. So in this episode, I really want to dive into if any of you guys are feeling stressed about money, right? Because I feel like 
I don't know about y'all, but every time, you know, I see people talking about money on social media, I feel like it's either one of two categories. It's either people are flexing what they have, they're kind of, and it, and this can be in a good way as well, because I think that sometimes when people are showing off what they have on social, it can be really empowering for those of us who don't yet have those things, but aspire to have those things. Cause we can look at those people and be like, damn, like they got it like that. Like that means it's possible for me, right? So that's one side of the, the shmoney coin on social media but I think the other side of it is that you may be seeing a lot of people talking about like okay baby get in your bag get in your bag like if you don't have x y and z it's your fault like if you don't if you're not living this life it's your fault like you need to do x y and z and it's a lot of like almost like this very aggressive pressure to boss up and become a millionaire tomorrow right i think i saw this post the other day um on instagram where it was just like how to make a million dollars in a year and it was breaking it down very logistically or like in a very logical sense right it was sort of like okay a million dollars equals x amount per year obviously equals x amount per month equals x amount per week per day per hour per minute right and it was just like okay if you want to make a million dollars in a year here's how much you got to make in a day here's how much you got to make per minute and i feel like when you break it down like that it can seem very easy to do which i think it is in some ways because we all know money is energy right and so once we kind of start to look at money as this energetic and unlimited resource i do think it becomes easier to see ways to call in more money in our lives but at the same time there are you know a lot of different systematic things that are set up in our current world that may block certain some of us to certain opportunities at least for a temporary period of time in order to create the money and wealth that we want and why i say temporary period of time is because i do believe that there are ways to get around those things right the system is set up in a certain way but i feel like there's a way to learn the system and to game the system i had an episode actually when i had a patreon where I got to see if I could like pull that episode back up and maybe publish it for you guys on the main podcast, but it was all about gamifying your life, right? And I was talking about how to see life as essentially like a video game in order to kind of release the pressure that we have on ourselves that everything is so permanent and so, so serious and so strict. I do think that there is a lot of like there's a there's basically so much positive that can come from you looking at life as like a game. Um, I think you kind of have a little bit more fun with it. You kind of start to do things like chase your dreams and go after things that you want with a lot more ease and flow because you realize like it's really not that serious at the end of the day. That being said, when we go into money, right? If you're going on social and you're seeing, again, one of those two things, right? Someone flexing or someone talking about like getting your bag, like you should have been in your bag yesterday. And you're in a place where you're not necessarily feeling so confident about where you are financially. I think it can be very, very disorienting to be on social media and constantly be bombarded with those messages. And so I find myself in a really, in a growth phase with my finances right now. And I say I'm in a growth phase and I'm gonna get into, you know, obviously everything that's happening for me to describe it as such. But one of the things is basically this year, as you guys know, based on obviously the episodes, the podcast episodes, based on if y'all follow me on Instagram and stuff like that, y'all would know there have just been a lot of different changes in my life in this year. One of the big things was moving, right? Moving from Jersey to Dallas. And if you have ever moved from one state to another, 
that's that's one thing right but moving from one like coast of the united states to i guess i don't know well technically this is not a coast but moving from one section of the united states right the northeast to the south that was huge right and i don't i mean i guess maybe people maybe i just don't follow people that talk about it that often but like I didn't realize, like I knew it was gonna be a costly move, but I didn't realize how much it would cost until I actually had to do it. There are certain finances and certain things that you really don't think about with a move until you get into the nitty gritty details of planning. And I'm definitely a nitty gritty detail planner. And so I had planned out a lot of this stuff and that's how I was able to make the move easier on myself. But moving from Jersey to Dallas was a costly move. One, there was the fact that I wasn't bringing a lot of stuff with me, like all the major pieces of furniture that I had purchased on the first move from Boston to Jersey, I didn't bring with me to Dallas. And so coming here was essentially like starting over. Um, I basically had my clothes, I had some appliances, and that was it. That was that was essentially it. I had my makeup, I had my skincare, and that was it. And so I had to start over here with a couch. I had to start over with a new bed, with a new mattress, with all of these things. Not to mention now I'm in a two bedroom, so I'm not only furnishing one bedroom, but I'm furnishing a whole second bedroom. On top of that, there are the added expenses that, you know, when you move, it's like first month rent, security, like all those different things. And on top of that, there is also the added expenses, uh, you know, flying out here before I moved and then flying out when I actually had to move, shipping my car out here, things like that, getting, um, getting new registration and stuff when I got my car here, all this stuff that really added up. And so the move was a really big change in my life, but it was something that sort of, you know, when I started 2020, I remember I did an episode for you guys all about my 2020 goals and what I aim to do. A lot of my financial 2020 goals took a back seat. Like I had to pause on a lot of those goals simply because of the fact that I now had to shift my focus from, you know, saving and putting money in a Roth IRA to now I got to get money to move across the country. Like now my priorities have shifted a little bit. Another thing that happened that has kind of created this growth phase in my finances is that I closed a couple of sources of income. I closed some money portals. Now, this is something I've talked about with you guys before about like, you know, it's multiple sources of income, right? We talk about, again, money being energetic, um, unlimited, unlimited money out here to be made, to be had, you know, unlimited bags to be got, right? But at the same time, I think that you have to find ways to align with the sources of income that feel good to you and that feel good for whatever chapter that you're in. So as many of you know, I freelanced for basically the majority of last year when the pandemic really you know, took off into full swing into in the United States and I was laid off from a position that I had, I had some clients I was working with and I was just like, let me go full force into just fully working for myself. And so that's what I did. I was working um, as a freelance social media strategist, consultant, many different titles. Uh, and that's what I was doing for most of the year. And when I got the job that I currently have, I realized that honestly, there's 24 hours in the day, baby, but you have to figure out how you want to spend those 24 hours. So I was like, do I want to spend 24 hours of my day working literally 
24 seven or do I want to have some time for myself? Right. And then on top of that, uh, my business wasn't just freelancing. I also have manifest daily that is considered like a whole separate entity. And I also have, um, the skincare business that will be launching soon that I was also thinking about launching and thinking about starting. And so essentially with this year, once I actually moved to Dallas and I found myself like looking at all of my sources of income, looking at what was happening, how much time I had on my hands, what I was spending my time on and how it made me feel. I decided that I actually wanted to put a pause on freelancing. And that was a really tough decision to make because at the end of the day, my freelancing income was supplemental income. It wasn't like my main source of income this year, but it was something that was super, super helpful to have because one, it's like now everything is on me. It's like just up to me to pay for stuff. And so it was helpful to have that extra source of income to feel a little bit more confident in my finances. But I also had to admit that in this chapter of my journey, very similar to how I've told you guys, I felt really called to move out of the state. I felt really called to move to the South. I felt really called to shift a lot of things in my life. I also felt really called to leave freelancing. I felt like I was being called to close a source of income, a portal of income, a portal of abundance in order to make room for new portals and new sources of income. And I feel like sometimes that can be really tough. I know some of you guys are in positions where you may be feeling really called to leave a job. Maybe you realize that a certain job is not fueling you. It's just not doing what it needs to for you. And you feel really called to leave it, but you're also really afraid to do so because you're like, okay, what's next? Like what's on the other side? And I do think it's like a tough step to take, like a tough leap to take. But personally, I made that leap knowing it was like, okay, one step backwards, right? In terms of how much money I'm making. But I also feel like it's sort of that, um, what is that that saying about like the arrow? Like sometimes y'all gotta pull back to shoot forward. Sometimes the step back that you're taking isn't necessarily a step backwards. It's just a reroute. It's a step towards something else. And that's kind of uh, one of the things that actually changed my finances. And the last thing that has sort of put me in this growth phase when it comes to my finances is my upcoming move. This is something I talked about in the last episode. This is also something I talked about because I did like a house tour that you guys should have seen last Friday. I am in this gorgeous two bedroom apartment, super modern, super nice. It's giving like modern farmhouse vibes. I love the look and feel of this apartment, but a lot of things have changed in terms of the environment of the apartment. Like the people that are here, things like that. Because when I first came here, I was pretty much one of the first residents to move in. So it was basically like me and no one else living here. Um, and obviously now it's like super full and it's just my soul is calling for something else. I didn't want to have to leave. I remember trying to tell myself like, okay, I can, you know, put up with the noise. I can put up with X, Y, and Z. Like, it's not that serious. I don't want to have to break a lease. I just kept getting really pushed towards making that decision. Now, for those of y'all who have ever in your life had to break a lease, y'all know it's not cheap. If you've never had to break a lease, baby, you don't want to ever have to break a lease. It is not cheap. It is literally... Not cheap. Again, this is why this decision was not made lightly. Um, I can sometimes be very impulsive, but I really sat with this. I talked to my mom. I talked to so many friends. I talked to God. I talked to myself. I really had to sit with them and be like, is this decision, does this decision make sense for me? Because financially, 
the decision doesn't make sense. Financially, it is a huge step backwards. And financially, it's something that just, I was feeling a lot of fear and apprehension around having to take that step because of what it would have to mean financially. I also knew it was the right decision for me. And I knew it was the right decision for me to take in order to kind of, again, not step backwards, but take a step in another direction in my life. So when we're talking about finances, right, and we're talking about being stressed about finances, you guys may be in a similar situation as me. Like maybe you've had a bunch of different changes in your life. Maybe you've had to leave or move. I know a couple of you guys have messaged me on Instagram to say that you've also gone through a breakup recently. You've also gone through a really big move recently. And all of those things affect our finances. I think the couple part is one that you know, if you're in a relationship, you may not think of it as like a certain privilege, but it kind of is in a way if you're in a couple and you guys live together and you get to split expenses, that is one thing that like going from splitting expenses with someone to going to having to do it by myself, that was something where I was able to really acknowledge the full amount of privilege that I had when I was able to save more or do more with my money or make less, but make it stretch more because I was splitting finances with someone. Like I said, I know a lot of you guys are going through some of these things that I've mentioned similar to myself, but some of you guys may be going through completely different things that I have not gone through on my list. But there is this growth phase that you're going through with your finances. And what that can look like is feeling some fear, is feeling some apprehension, is feeling some stress around money. While I can sit here and tell you guys like, okay, you know, money is energy and there is unlimited amounts of money. Sometimes when you're going through that period of like being stressed about money, y'all don't wanna hear that. You wanna hear like grounded methods, grounded ways to switch up and change your mindset in order to really help you through that season. And that's what I'm here to bring you guys because really me going through this season right now, I wanna be completely transparent and honest because it's like, while yes, I am able to support myself and I am so, so grateful for that because that is something that, you know, I've told y'all multiple times when I lived with my parents at one point in time, I didn't see how it could happen. I know it sounds, it may sound silly to some of you guys, but I didn't see how it could happen. And now that I'm in this place, where I'm able to do that. I feel absolutely blessed. However, I also do have moments where I do get stressed about my finances. And I think that is completely okay. Same thing as, you know, when you're trying to manifest anything in your life, I don't believe that you have to be completely happy all the time or completely like in this high vibration all the time to call in what you want. I simply do not think that needs to be the case. And same thing with money, just because you may be going through a period where you feel stressed about money, doesn't necessarily mean that you are any less worthy of calling in more abundance. So I wanna walk you guys through a couple of the things that I've been doing personally to help me through this season and that I will be doing to help me through this season and hopefully can help you guys through your season as well if you're going through any sort of like struggles or stress or pressure and growth moments with your finances. One of the first things is that I updated my budget sheet. So if you guys know this, I think I've told you guys this multiple times, I love to do my budget sheet in Google Sheets. I have a sheet that I update every single month. So with my nine to five, I get paid monthly, which is kind of annoying because it's like, baby, you feast in real nice at the beginning of the month, but by week two or three, girl, I'm like, oh my God, I ain't got no money. Only because the way I do my finances is I don't like to wait to pay my bills. I'm someone that as soon as my, my like money hits my account on the first day of the month, I pay all of my bills. I pay all of my bills, I get everything out of the way. That way I know any money that's like left over is for me. I also, in my budget sheet, allocate like, like I can't talk right now. I allocate funds to every and anything. So what that means is like, 
on my sheet, I have it set up so like, okay, there's a row for like rent, a row for my car payment, a row for my car insurance, a row for groceries. But then there's also a row for things like my nails and my toes, which I get every single, I get them done every single month and I know exactly how much that's gonna cost me with the tip included, so I put that in there. I also put down like fun money because I personally feel like if I don't put down anything for like extra expenditure, I will just end up spending it anyways and putting it on my credit card and like now I'm like, basically I just want to give myself money to spend each month because I know I like to shop and I know that like that's just a part of what makes me feel good so I'm gonna put money in there for that if I can right so what I had to do is I had to go through and update my budget sheet because like I told you guys a big part of this financial growth period that I'm going through was the fact that I had to break my lease and it you know it's not going to be cheap to do so and I'm also having to completely move into a new apartment so there are also fees associated with moving into a new apartment and now there are also fees associated with getting movers and things like that granted it's a little bit cheaper actually a lot of it cheaper to move from dallas to dallas like within the city versus moving from new jersey to dallas i don't have to ship my car i can literally like drive half of my things across town and i'm just hiring the movers for like the big things and I can take the other things in my car so it's a lot cheaper but still knowing that I had to allocate some funds to the whole breaking of the lease that was stressing me out a little bit I was like oh my gosh like this is when they told me I was like this is gonna have a lot of money like how am I gonna find all this money and I was just like wait a second I literally have this money allocated in my budget sheet somewhere. So I just had to go in and move things around, right? And I feel like if you're in a specific like place or time of your life where you're a little bit stressed about money, the biggest tip is to kind of make yourself very visible to the situation, right? So make a budget sheet. Even if your budget sheet looks, mine is like super elementary, like it's like so basic, but make a sheet, like put down how much money you're getting, where the money is coming from, when you can expect it, what needs to be paid and figure out what's going on. It's almost like a game of Tetris where you can move things around. So for me, I was just like, okay, I can take some money out of like, for example, for the next few months, I was gonna be saving a lot of money, but I'm like, okay, obviously things have changed when I planned that out. I didn't know I was gonna have to be moving. So instead of saving all of this money throughout the last half of the year, I'm literally gonna have to allocate all of that money to moving. While it's not ideal, and while I would much rather be saving, I know that it's a temporary situation and that once January 2021 hits or 2022 hits, and even actually like before that, I'll have already paid for those moving expenses and I can now get back into saving. So just really being aware of the situation, seeing where all the money is going, seeing where the money's coming from was super helpful for me because it allowed me to see, I actually do have this money. It's going in different places. I can just reallocate it. And I think that's gonna be a huge thing, especially if like you hear a number or you think about the things that you have to tackle financially in the upcoming months and it seems super, super overwhelming. It's like, okay, go into, a budget sheet if you don't have a budget sheet make a budget sheet and like basically allow yourself to look at it from a high level point of view and plan a couple months out ahead so I have essentially planned out my budget up until December of this year granted I know things change because obviously here we are and things have changed so I allow my budget sheet to be pretty flexible but I do know that in the next couple months I will be able to pay a bunch of things off that I want to prep for this move, pay for this move, and also get back to saving by the end of the year. So that was super helpful to kind of like see on a sheet and like plan that out. The other thing that I had to do 
was change my perception around breaking my lease. So this is more of a mindset shift, but this was super helpful to me. And I've been saying this aloud to my friends and to my mom. When I first was thinking about this whole breaking the lease thing, it was just really, really upsetting to me because as you guys have heard me say a million times, I love the look and feel of where I live, the location. It's so perfect. I'm like right by downtown. If I have to go anywhere and y'all, y'all don't have me going nowhere, but if I have to go anywhere, everything is like five minutes away from me. It's so perfect. The location of this place, the look and feel of this place, everything. When I got to the point where I was just like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to break this lease. I was feeling kind of shitty. I won't even lie. I was feeling kind of like, damn, this is going to be a bunch of money just wasted because now I have to pay this money to leave. It's like, I felt kind of like, damn, did I make a mistake choosing this place? Like, was this on me? Like, there was no way that I could have known that it would happen this way. So there was literally no reason to feel at fault for anything. So I had to like, first of all, take that thought off the plate. But one of the things that I did was I actually changed my perception of this from being, okay, I have to pay to break my lease. Like I have to pay to leave, like this is annoying to, okay, I'm actually making an investment in my peace. A huge piece of me breaking the lease was my peace, my peace of mind, my peace of living, quietness, like all of these things that I really, really value in a home. When I allow myself to see, okay, this is not me wasting money or putting money into an empty hole. This is me making an investment into my peace. And then I started to think about, okay, when I invest into my peace and when I am at peace, when my soul is at peace, what happens? I thrive, I grow, I create, I have ideas that I love to manifest and bring to life. And so whenever I have made an investment into my peace, I have always noticed that my content, that my creation goes to the next level. When I moved from my parents' house to New Jersey, I was able to birth a new brand. I was able to birth a new piece of chapter for Manifest Daily at the time. When I moved from Jersey to Dallas and when I made an investment into my piece in that way, I was able to make so many different changes in my life and in my reality that I have absolutely loved it and I have been thriving since then. And now, even though I didn't plan for myself to be making this shift so early, I'm now moving into a new space. And although I can look at it as, of course, like, oh my gosh, there's so much money to break the lease. I'm looking at it instead as I am making this investment into my peace of mind, into my soul, into my craft, into my creativity. And making that shift in my head mentally has been so, so helpful because now I can start to feel so much less guilty around the money and around the process and around the fact that this is happening and feel less apt to blame myself because there was absolutely nothing I could have done to put myself in this position. This just happened and this is just the way it's happening. And I, all I can do is roll with this and absolutely accept the fact that when I do go into that new space, I'm going to be so ready to create so much dope content in there. And so I am making an investment into that reality. So I think making a shift, um, oh, what is that? <laughs> Sorry guys. I think making a shift mentally is going to be super, super, super important for you guys. If you are basically looking at this stage of growth for your finances. 
So the next thing that I did was I asked myself what sources of income align with me. So like I told you guys, one of the other changes that happened was that I actually closed a couple portals for income. So I talked about the freelancing one, but I also had my Patreon at the time and, and my membership when I moved here. And I actually ended up closing both my membership and my Patreon. It's not that I didn't enjoy making that content. I just found that I was no longer aligned with it. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I aligned with when it comes to making an income source from Manifest Daily? Because at the end of the day, I feel like I there are things that I do for fun that don't need to make money, but then there are also things that I do and I put a lot of time into and create that I feel like I can see this being a portal for abundance. And this is one of them, right? And I don't really know what that looks like right now. Well, I kind of have an idea now, but when I first thought about closing the membership and closing the Patreon, I was just feeling kind of like, damn, like, I don't know what will come next, right? I don't know what will come next, but I trusted. And so once I closed the freelancing portal, once I closed the portal for Manifest Daily, and essentially the only portal I have now is my main source of income, my nine to five job, I was feeling a little bit stressed around that because I'd gotten so used to having money coming in, even if it were just a little bit of money coming in for other sources, that it made me feel a little bit better to have them scattered. And now there's just one I was like, okay, I need to like figure out some other portals. But I will say that, in this season, I've been allowing myself to really just do what feels good to me and allow those new portals of income to emerge from that, if that makes sense, for me to see that. And one of the things that I have always said is that I love creating, and you guys can see that, you guys know that, the podcast, like this now, the YouTube channel, but I really think that a big part of that is like consistency. Right now, we're in this day and age where with creators, there are people that go on to whatever platform and do end up blowing up overnight and creating this audience overnight and being given brand deals and stuff overnight. But there are so many of us that are creating day in and day out for years and we don't see a dime until it's our time, right? And then when it's our time, we are absolutely blessed in so many different ways. And I... I'm such a believer that there is a reason that I have never once lost faith or lost the vision or lost the, the love for creating podcasts and creating video. I've never once lost that love, even though this hasn't really made me money. I do it because I love it. I do it because I love sharing. I love talking, first of all. Y'all know I love talking. I love talking to y'all. I love talking. I love sharing. I love documenting. And I feel like I also have this vision of what this could become. And that was put in my heart for a reason, right? And when you have a vision that's put in your heart for a reason, um, especially if it's something where you can see it being a portal to income and abundance and money, I don't think that you should lose sight of that vision, even if it's not happening quickly enough for you. Um, I believe that you should keep going, keep going at it, especially if you love doing that thing, because there was a reason that vision was put into your heart. So that's kind of how I feel about that. And so 
with that, I actually the other day like made a list of different streams of income that I want to cultivate and manifest and plant the seeds for this year in order to really begin to see those seeds sprout in the next year. And I'll give you guys some insight into that. So one is obviously still keeping my nine to five, I actually really like my nine to five um, and really working hard at that to just like grow that. So if you guys don't know, I lead the team, um, I lead the social team uh, for a travel media company. And so that's just, that's been super, super helpful and instrumental in helping me grow my leadership skills because I'm like managing a team of, I think it's like six people now. And y'all, it'd be hectic, but it's absolutely like worth it. And I really like it. So I want to continue to do well at that, cultivate that. But then there's also the content creation piece, right? I want to continue to create content. I want to continue to elevate my content. I absolutely believe that even though I'm not getting paid to do this right now, I still have an obligation to show up and I still have an obligation to create amazing content because I know that there will be a day when I'm paid for this. And the more that I put you know, so like the more that I put energy, effort, consistency, uh, creativity into that right now, the better I'll be at it as time goes along. And I think the more, the more I'll be able to call in for my skills and for my content when it is my time and when it is my time to reap that benefit. For now, I'm reaping the benefits in other ways simply because I'm just having these amazing conversations with you guys, getting to chat and connect with so many other creators, things like that. And those are beautiful benefits in and of itself. Another one that I want to continue to call in is investing. So I've actually also had to put a pause on my investing again with this whole move situation. But that is one where I haven't invested a lot of money, but I have seen like the potential for it. For example, I'll tell you guys right now. So I made an investment. I think I have like, it's almost $200 invested in this one stock. And it's one that actually provides dividends, which means that like you get money back. I'm not gonna explain this properly, but y'all get money back for investing in the stock. And I believe the dividends for this particular stock are paid out quarterly. So once a quarter, you get paid dividends. And so I got my dividends the other day, and I think it was something like $2 or something like that, which y'all might be like, $2? Girl, what you gonna do with $2? First of all, baby, first of all, everybody starts somewhere, right? So I want y'all to understand in the same way that I keep always telling y'all, like when I first started this podcast, I was getting like 30 downloads. And I remember the first month I got 30 downloads, I was wilding because I was just like, yo, who out here listening? Like, oh, girl, who is listening to the potty? Okay. And now it's literally thousands of downloads per month. So it's like, and again, even that growth, it's like, I can't wait for the day when it's hundreds of thousands of downloads per month, millions of downloads per month. You know what I'm saying? Like it's growth. Like as long as there is some sort of trajectory of growth, don't worry about how fast you're growing, baby, you growing, you growing. Okay. And so with the dividends, it was just like, okay, $2, but that's $2 per quarter. Watch when it's 200, watch when it's two grand, watch when it's 20, watch when it's 200 thousand dollars per quarter that I'm getting paid just for investing right and what that means is growth right that means it's growth that's that means me investing more that means me doing more research and, and figuring this out because that's me doing this with like very little knowledge and there's so much potential for growth and so even with that one I'm like that's a stream of income that's aligned with me because I'm investing in businesses that I believe in in order for me to get Pay to just invest my money in them. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I, all I gotta do is give y'all some money and then get some money back. Yes, ma'am, I can do that. So I feel like 
what I'm seeing with this one is just like find streams of income that are aligned with you. If you are a content creator and you love making YouTube videos, y'all know, y'all know fully well by this point that YouTube can be a stream of income. You just have to work at it. It might take you five years. It might take you 50 days and your, and your video blows up. You really don't know how long it's going to take you. But if it's in your heart, if that vision is in your heart, go after it. It shouldn't, t it shouldn't matter how long it's going to take you because if you really love making videos and you really love content creation, then at the end of the day, you're going to do it no matter what. So why not do it consistently and know that at the end of the day, you're going to end up getting paid eventually. You know what I mean? Just like, cause you're already loving what you do. It's not like you're being forced to do it. So find streams of income or find potential streams of income that feel aligned with you. For some of you guys, it may be Etsy. Like there's so many ways you can make money on Etsy for some of y'all. It can be like writing an ebook or maybe you're writing multiple ebooks. For some of y'all, maybe you really want to start a cleaning business. Maybe you really want to start like, I don't, I honestly do not know. But when I tell you there's money to be made out here, oh, excuse me. When I tell y'all there's money to be made out here, there's money to be made out here. So if you can find something that you love to do and that you feel good about monetizing, do that. And don't worry about like how long it takes you to grow. That's why I keep saying like, find something that you love to do for the monetization, because some of the things will, and a lot of the things will take you a little bit. It's not going to be an overnight success, but you have to be ready to like continue to do it. Even when you're not seeing the monetary success right away, because it's like the more you water that seed, baby, it might not look like it's growing, but like year three, that tree might just pop up, baby. That tree going to pop up. All of a sudden you're going to have a whole oak tree on your hand and it looked like it wasn't even growing for the first two years. Now look at that. Okay, look at that. So I think I have like two more tips or one more tip. Okay, so the last two, I'll just like put them together. So one is recognizing that this is a temporary situation. So like I said, when I did my budget sheet and when I was able to say like, okay, I have all of these things to pay for, okay? And right now my income source is only one stream. And so I really got to make everything kind of work for every for all of the things. At first, it felt a little stressful. But when I plotted everything out and I was able to see that, okay, by the end of this year, I should have paid this thing off. I should have done this thing. I should have done this thing and I'll be back on track with this thing. It made me realize that it really is a temporary situation. On top of that, you just never know how you're going to be blessed, right? You never know what money can come in, who can say, hey, I want to help you or who can do whatever for you and you can be blessed in a certain way. Like you don't know what is coming around the corner. But I think if you can realize that in this situation, this growth period for your finances, if you are struggling, it is a temporary situation. So what you can do is you can start to plan for what happens after the temporary situation, okay? So look forward to the saving that you're gonna do, to the investing that you're gonna do. Start to really think ahead. And obviously, like I said, use your budget sheet, use what you can do right now to plan for this current season, but also know that it's temporary. Know that it's temporary. And that really helped me realizing like, this is not forever. It's not like I'm going to be paying for a broken lease for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to be paying for it for like two months and then that's it. Okay. That's it. The other thing is that I like, if y'all know like angel numbers and you like follow angel numbers. So I love seeing angel numbers. I had one point, not even one point. It was like literally like up until yesterday. I probably still saw it today too. I was seeing 606 and I had looked up what 606 was and 606 was like, you need to stop focusing on like 
material like fears, essentially like financial fears, because you know that you're always going to be provided for. And when I saw that, I was like, you know what? Why am I so worried? Like literally in all of the things that I've done, even when I wasn't able to see how it would happen or I wasn't able to see how I would get through or I wasn't able to see like how I would be blessed in a certain situation. I was blessed. I got through. I was able to to pull through and survive and to thrive. And in this particular situation, it's not that I don't know how I'm going to do it. I know exactly how I'm going to do it. And so one, I know the action that I can take, but I don't know the action that God can take, that the universe can take to help me in this situation. So I feel like you realizing that at the end of the day, your worry, like you worrying is not really going to do much, but like just stress you out. Like what you can do is figure out what actions you're going to take. What you can do is figure out and, and realize the situation is temporary. And then also see what you can do in any given situation. It definitely is a little bit harder if like in my situation, it is just kind of on me. Right. So I think that was another part that was stressing me out. It's like, I can't, you know, like not really, I can't really go to my parents and be like, I need this money to do whatever. Or, um, like I said, there isn't a partner in this. So it's not like rent is being split with someone or the expenses of breaking the lease is being split with someone. It's literally falling all on me. I think that is a, you know, at first it was a stressful position to be in because I realized how much responsibility I had towards a lot of things now by myself. But I also believe that it's a really great place to be in because once you start to realize the power that you have as an individual, I think it really helps you to kind of be like, damn, like I got that. Like I got me like this. Like I could, I could do this like that. Okay. Okay. Bet. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, you guys, I think that financial struggles, hurdles, whatever you want to call them, they happen in this life, no matter how rich you are, how much money you have. I'm sure, I'm sure there are hurdles that you can go through. There are going to be tough days. There are going to be things that stress you out a little bit. But like I said, every situation is temporary. And once you start to realize that you have the power to plan, um, to ask for help, whether it be from a family member, from a friend, from God, just from yourself, like basically looking around at your resources and who you can lean on for support. And when I say help, it doesn't mean someone has to give you money, but maybe it just means like, you chat with a friend. Um, one of my friends, Tolu girl, hey, if you watching this, uh, and also Tanya and also Tarek, girls, hey girls, okay. Um, we'll often like get on the phone and just talk about like, okay, let's brainstorm streams of income. Let's brainstorm, like, and sometimes it's just helpful to like bounce ideas off someone, especially if you have an idea for like an income stream or business or something, especially if you need to tap your circle for help with something, like whatever the case is, knowing that you have like those resources to be able to do that. But yeah, you guys, it's temporary. So it will be okay. We're all going through this. Even the people that are on Instagram Flex and they have their days too, okay? And they and if they aren't going through those days now, the, the days always come. It's a cyclic, cyclicler, sick, cyclicler. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. I'm trying to say it's a cyclical nature. That is such a hard word to say. Okay, that is like a really hard word to say. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Of course, I intended for this one to be short. I was like, let me record a quick like 10 minute episode. And then here we are. I'm literally looking at my recording 42 minutes later, LOL. But I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Let me know if you enjoyed. And then, yeah, you guys just send me like blessed vibes for the move. I I will need it. Okay, <laughs> actually, no, I'm, I'm super excited to go. 
Like y'all don't even know. Like I'm just really excited. And the place that I'm going to, it's so funny. I think I already told you guys you had the story in the last episode, but it is it's just so funny how like I'm ending up back at that same place when it was like my first choice before. And I also think it's kind of cool that it's like more of a homey place. So it isn't very much like, it's like less of like a huge apartment modern vibe and more of like a really homey vibe. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think I need a bit of that. Like I need a little bit of like feeling at home um, somewhere. Cause I really do feel at home in Dallas since I've moved. I have not regretted this move. And I'm so thankful for that because I remember being a little like afraid when I thought about moving here that I would make such a big decision to move all the way over here and then be like, damn, I don't like it. And then be like, uh, I don't want to go back to Boston. And I spent so much, so much money to move here. And like, I don't know where to go next, but I actually really like it here. So I'm really, really thankful that I have been able to kind of like start to find my groove in this new city. So yeah. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you are watching this on YouTube, even if you're listening to to the audio version only. I would absolutely love it if you could support me and subscribe and watch over on YouTube. As you guys heard, I'm definitely trying to make content creation into a stream of income because I absolutely love it and I do feel like, you know, it's it's a job these days. So I will why if if it could be a job, baby, why can't I make it one of my jobs? Okay. So um obviously in order to help me or in order for that to happen, it's not just a me thing. Like I could put the intention out there all the time, but it's also a you guys thing too in terms of the support. And I absolutely absolutely am super thankful when you guys watch or listen to the podcast because it obviously helps with that goal but i'm trying to get to a goal of a thousand subscribers before the end of q3 and q3 ends end of september right because july august september yeah so q3 ends the end of september so i would absolutely love it to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of q3 so if you guys can go subscribe over to youtube that would be super super helpful and i would very 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 much appreciate it Anyways, you guys, I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Leave comments down below for any episodes that you guys want to hear from me, any things you want me to chat about, like all that good stuff, and I will get into it in another episode. But yeah, my loves. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.